Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Last Spin Podcast. My name is Mike, and back with me, finally, after a couple of weeks, Mr. Dylan Godino. What's up, buddy? Hooray! I'm back! Yeah, and I'm excited to have you back. We have to get in some really cool stuff, and, and the first thing I want to say, though, is that, like I said before, I was watching just a little bit of the first full episode of Drunk History, which is a show that's coming on Comedy Central. Yeah. It's premiering July 9th. It's probably one of my favorite things on Funny or Die, and now they're making it into a TV show with some production value behind it. Man, oh man. Can't wait to finish it as soon as I get off the horn with you. Yeah, I can't wait to, to watch it. I might watch it. Um, uh, I might watch. I might wait to watch it on, on the old uh, television, old school style. But it's very exciting. Uh, so if you guys do want to watch it before it hits your, your boob tube, by all means, go to ComedyCentral.com. The entire first episode is there. If people don't know what it is, why don't you explain what, what drunk history is, Mike? This guy, uh, he brings his friends around, he gets them really drunk, and then he asks them, I, I guess he hangs out with a lot of smart people because they know an awful lot about history, or at least a lot about one specific historic event. Right. And then they try to explain it in their, but they're not very good at getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so they explain it perfectly in 15-year-old drunk mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> Person getting drunk for the second time in their lives, you know, whatever. <laughs> so it's really good, man. It's, it's really funny. And um, Derek Waters is his name. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. So that's on Comedy Central. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to finish watching it. And also on uh, Lapspin, com, you got a new interview with Sherry Shepard. Yeah, who's who's a fucking delight? I will say it. <laughs> really, she, she's a fucking delight. Really, I honestly didn't know, uh, t- you know, a great deal about her, but um, I, I had a chat with her, and she's she's such a lovely human being. Excellent, man. We'll yeah. check that out on lastbin.com. And a couple other pieces of info before we get to uh, the topics of the week. You met Matt Damon. I met Matt Damon. Matt Damon. What happened? It was so exciting. Well, um, <laughs> I'm just watching Rounders. Actually, here's oh really. <laughs> fucking love that flick we me and my wife almost named our second child we almost gave him a, a middle name of of jason because of jason born because of how much we love the born movies our first child nice. we did his middle name is wesley for the main character in princess bride i thought it was gonna be wesley snipes no it's wesley with a t oh wesley i thought wesley. you were just a big mr belvedere fan well, I am a I am a, a very big Mr. Belvedere fan, but but yes. Anyway, so Tom Papa as uh, I know two our, Wesleys, That's two Wesleys that I know. <laughs> Tom Papa, uh, who also has a podcast on our podcast network called Come to Papa on AllThingsComedy.com. So he does this Sirius XM show, Come to Papa, where it's a, it's an old school radio show. And I've been mm-hmm. to one before and it was outstanding. And he did another one the other day, the Village Underground, the Comedy Cellar's second, their sister club at the, at mm-hmm. the Village Underground. And mm-hmm. so it's an old school radio program where Tom scripts the entire thing himself. And it is intercut wow. with jazz music as well as stand-up comedy. So in this specific episode... Uh, that I saw. Amy Schumer was there. She did some stand-up. John Mulaney did some stand-up. Jim Norton did some sketch work. Al Madrigal. But one of his special guests was Matt Damon himself. And wow. as Matt and Tom were walking into the club, I noticed them. 
and of course said hi to Tom uh, because we're best friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but we're we are friendly. And I, I said, "Hey, Tom, what's up?" And he, Tom, just said, "Matt, this is my my friend Dylan." And I shook Matt's hand and I said, "Huge fan." And then that was it. There you go. But it was wow, awesome. Mr. Damon himself. Yeah. I like the fact that you know Tom Papa that well, that you can just be like, hey, Tom, what's up? And he says, this is my friend Dylan. <laughs> I'm more impressed with that than I think meeting Matt Damon. Any, any schlub can do what you did to Matt Damon. It's yeah, the, true. It's the actually getting the introduction that's the impressive part to me. Yeah, it was nice. Well, Tom is, uh, if you ask any comedian or anybody involved in the comedy world, about Tom Papa, and they will say the same thing. He is a he is a lovely person, and yeah. uh, he's uh, he's a good guy and an extremely talented uh, comedian, and knows a lot of very legendary famous famous people. He really does. He really That's does. Incredible. He's, he's good friends with Rob Zombie. I know, and like a like a cavalcade, like a like a weird gamut of <laughs> like he's really good friends with Rob Zombie and Clint Eastwood. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't know about the Clint Eastwood yeah. thing. Jerry Seinfeld and Matt Damon. Like it's now it's all <laughs> over the fucking spectrum. It's amazing. He goes everywhere. <laughs> And then he shows up because, well, of course, I guess the reason why him and Matt Damon are best friends is because he was in that Liberace film. He was in the, but before that, he was in The Informant. Oh, he was? Oh, With Matt Damon. (laughs) Wow. His character was hilarious in The Informant. That's right. I remember Um, that. What the hell was his name? I totally forgot Uh, his name. But he was, uh, he was, he was hilarious. It was like Tom Papa, like cursing up a storm, acting like a sexist. It was awesome. (laughs) I remember that. That's awesome. And then last bit of little business here. Dude, I said it before. Everything's coming up Millhouse. TiVo, we got a, we got a, you had a commercial shoot with TiVo. Yeah, this is crazy. Uh, Again, I mentioned allthingscomedy.com. So All Things Comedy uh, brokered this relationship, this uh, advertising relationship with TiVo. And TiVo asked the people behind the podcasts of All Things Comedy, uh, which Laugh Spin podcast is a part of, to pitch some ideas for web ads. And they would pick the ones that they liked. And so, you know, we, we, we pitched an idea and they liked it. And they gave us basically, they gave us two weeks to write, cast, edit, score, all of this. So I, that, mm. that, the reason I was not on the show last week and Mike did a, a lovely job. Uh, applause for Mike. Thank you, thank you. I can't hear you. Applause you, for Mike. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> so that's why I guess I was just, I was too crazy trying to pretend that I know how to produce a, 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 web, <laughs> a web ad for TiVo. But it went well, and hopefully uh, by next week it will be online and we will be able to tell people where to go to watch that. The premise you had was great, and the... Uh what I loved about it was you, you had to get some, you had to do casting really fast. How did you do? How did you fare? Did you like your, your cast? The, the entire cast was outstanding. Really? They were so cool. Yeah. And, you know, I probably should have pitched something a little bit easier where it's like just a dude where guy, like yeah. if I came up with something like super creative where it was just like one guy or two guys, that would have been good. Mm. But the process was so fast that I had to 
pitch fast and then do everything else fast. So I basically, I had to cast a main guy and then three girls. And then at the very end, I, I might have had to cast a fourth girl, uh, depending on which ending TiVo wanted. So, but they chose an ending you gave me. We won't give it away, but you, you, I was struggling to, to figure out an ending and you gave me a few options and they picked one that you suggested, which didn't involve getting an extra person. There you go. We'll just leave it at that. But the people I did get, and I mean, and that's the other thing, the other people pitching the comedian, uh, pitching the ads are all comedians. So I, I assume that they are either the stars of their own web ads or, you know, they're like best friends with people who could pull this off, but I am not a comic. So I wasn't going to be in it. And I don't, you know, I don't have access to like a, a bunch of actor and comedian friends. <laughs> so I was casting pretty much cold. I lucked out the entire, the entire cast was excellent. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to see it, man. You said like next week it'll come out. I think so. I think so. Sweet. Look for that on allthingscomedy.com. All right. So let's get to some comedy news. Comedy news. David Cross developing a show for Showtime. This is big. This is one of the Coming stars. Of uh, Arrested Development and Mr. Show, and uh, he had a he had a short-lived series on um, IFC, in, in the increasingly poor decisions. What was it of Todd Margaret? That's it. I can't. I can never remember the name. I knew it was like something Todd. <laughs> Todd Margaret. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a good show too, if you if you are a David Cross fan. But now he's get got a show coming up for Showtime. What's this one about? Well, he's uh, he's yeah he's developing it now. So it's uh, described as, quote, uh, the story of a modestly successful travel writer who struggles to keep his families happy and satisfied. Oh, and also from finding out about each other's existence. Uh, that, that's, how, uh, that's how it was reported. That's in uh, David Cross's words. It's in the early stages. It's in the development stages now. It hasn't even gotten a pilot yet. But, um, you know, fingers crossed. Good for David. Family Ties creator Gary David Goldberg died this past week at age 68. Long battle of brain cancer. Mr. Goldberg passed away two days before his birthday. Now, you you guys may know him the most from Family Ties, but he also worked on the Bob Newhart show and MASH uh, and also was the co-creator of Spin City. So I'm a big Michael J. Fox fan, and I know for a fact that this guy was like second father to him, so... Yeah, uh, and a really and a really very good producer um, knew his shit definitely because of all the hits he had. I mean, geez, it's you know sad to see him go, but again, what an amazing what an amazing life he led, just crazy and some just awesome shows that he produced. All right, I have some audio here for everybody. It's Chris Stefano making his stand-up television debut on David Letterman. That's huge, man. Very huge. Yeah, he's this is a guy I actually saw him. I saw Jim Norton a few weeks ago at Caroline's in New York, and Chris was actually hosting the show. He should have been featuring, in my opinion. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's great. He's definitely gained the respect of, uh, you know, the, the, the New York City comedy scene. He's been on that show, Guy Code, on MTV. Mm-hmm. He's solid. He's absolutely solid. So um, he killed it on Letterman, and I was just uh, very eager to... Um, to push him a little further and, and hopefully expose him to some of our listeners. Awesome. Well, here he is. I have no idea what my dad does for a living. <laughs> I've never known. It's just big, tough Italian dude from the Bronx. Never had a job, but he's always had money. 
Everything's paid for in cash, always. <laughs> College tuition, here, $100,000 in the briefcase. <laughs> paid for two extra years, because you're an idiot. No mistakes, you are the teachers. My, mo my mother made me go to graduate school, you know? My dad thought that was a bad thing. He doesn't understand. He's like, wait a sec, so you went to college. Then you went to, like, another college? You got ripped off. <laughs> Two schools. What an idiot. Kid can't work for me. No. All my dad's friends are getting out of prison now. I like, they're all, I like meeting these guys. These Italian organized crime guys, they come out of prison, they have the most specific companies ever. The things they own, it's so specific. I met this one guy, he's like, yeah, you know what, uh, chain link fences? All right, you know the top part, that little twisty piece of metal? That's my company. Just that, all up and down the East Coast, specifically. You know your shoelaces? Little plastic at the end? Just the left side, my company. All up and down the East Coast. <laughs> I got off the East Coast, I went to uh, England. That was, yeah, I, I off from Brooklyn, I don't, that was scary to me. I don't do nature, okay? Darkness, fog, I saw a deer, I almost had a heart attack. I saw a sheep, I almost flew home. I don't do this, I don't do Narnia, okay? <laughs> Wanna hug a rat and a pigeon and feel safe. That's what, yeah. And I thought you're supposed to speak English in England. You don't, okay? Different words mean different things. Like last name is not last name. Yeah, surname. I didn't know that. I got to the UK border, they were like, what's your surname? I was like, so Christopher DiStefano, yo. <laughs> Brooklyn Knight, you know my father. <laughs> Here to collect. <laughs> Came back to the East Coast, I love my family, you know, I got a lot of, I got this one cousin though, Tommy, he always says, tell me no, after everything. That's his favorite catchphrase. Tell, it's like, I'm an adult, okay, you say, tell me no, I'm just gonna say no to any question you ask me. Even if you wanted me to say yes, it's confusing. Comes over the other day, he's like, yo, Chris, what's up, bro, how you doing? Yo, you like this shirt? Tell me no. <laughs> it's, a it's a nice shirt. Yo, what? I don't know. I should be used to it, though. We went to high school together. I had this one teacher in high school who instead of doing true or false questions, the teacher would do yes or no. Well, a teacher's like that. That my made my life a living hell. 15 minutes into every single test, tap on the shoulder from Tommy. Psst, Chris, yo, answer number seven, yes? Tell me no. <laughs> Thank you. People think I make it up. There's like, there's no way he's real. I swear he's real, okay? I live in Brooklyn. He lives in Queens. It's five miles away. We had this huge blizzard one year, blanketed the whole East Coast, specifically. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it was crazy. Up in the, it was nuts. We live five miles away. 
Day after the blizzard, this is the text message he sends me. Yo, Chris, did it snow by you? <laughs> Even me, after I read the text, I was like, tell me no. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Chris Stefano. Thank you. There he is, Chris Stefano. Wow, that was good. Great set on Letterman. Great set. Yeah. Good for him, man. Good for him. Now we're going to get into something here a little bit that's uh, a very important story. A very important story, not just for personal reasons with the people in question, but also to just for the, if you love comedy, this is an important story. Uh, forced to pay $15,000 for, quote, homophobic comments. Comedian Guy Earl responds. This is an exclusive. Explain to the people what's going on here, Dylan, because this is... This is nuts, and this is again very important. So, for the last few years, uh, we've been we've been covering the story. Basically, in 2007, this Canadian comic from Toronto named Guy Earl he got into a kerfuffle, if you will, with uh, some people who were heckling him during a show. Uh, it was like a show at a restaurant. It was an open mic. It was just uh, apparently a shit show. So, um, I'll. I'll To make a long story short, they were heckling, he fought back, some words were exchanged, um, and basically what happened is uh, the couple who was heckling him during the show, a gay couple, lesbian couple, um, they claimed that he um, called them, you know, made homophobic remarks, and uh, they felt threatened, and so basically... They took him to court, but they took him to this human, this human rights tribunal um, in British Columbia, basically said, um, now this is two years ago, it happened in 07, two years ago, they levied a $15,000 fine on him, and he uh, fought it, and this week, the British Columbia Supreme Court upheld the, the tribunal's um, fine, so now he's got to pay... $15,000. He appealed it. Now he definitely has to pay the $15,000. However, what he told LaughSpin.com is basically he doesn't know what he's going to do. In fact, I mean, if you go to LaughSpin.com, you will see it's a very long statement, uh, a very detailed statement uh, on his side of the story. Um, but part of it goes like this. Uh, he sent uh, this email to, to Laughspin. I will continue to fight. I have no choice in the matter. These results are against everything I've worked on and have taken away an art form that I have loved since I was a toddler. I'm grief struck and momentarily at a loss, but the war wages on and we won't lose it no matter how many battles it takes. So there's a lot of he said, she said, um, you know, but the point is um, this, you know, for responding to uh, hecklers um, and, and again, go for, by, by all means, go to lastman.com. There's many more details that I'm not getting into now because it would just take way too long and I don't want to bore you guys. But go to the website and uh, you'll see the details. But um, I mean, long story short, uh, because of words he said, he, he has to come up with fifteen thousand dollars. Unbelievable, man. This is this is this very slippery slope, and this is something that uh, you know we've we've talked about many times. And I think you know at this point what my feelings are towards heckling in general. Um, but uh, this sets the precedent that somebody can hear something at a comedy club directed towards them, or perhaps not. That's the other thing too. 
It could go into that regard. Just something that offends them at a show and then use it as a weapon to then stop somebody from doing something. Uh, from saying something, I should say. Not doing something. Um, it's terrible, dude. It's, it's, it's absolutely terrible. But at the same time, you got to be proud of this guy. You got to be proud of him for uh, understanding how important this is and not giving up. You know what I mean? Not kowtowing and, and yeah, knowing that it's and knowing how it's important. I mean, he's get he's getting his uniform dirty and but he's doing it because he doesn't want to see anybody that comes after him suffer because of it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's pretty it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. And, and as you know, when it comes to, you know, courtroom decision making precedence uh, is like probably. <laughs> the most important thing that you can set you can because if you can bring up one instance you can relate it to another and then it's an open and closed case but uh gosh that sucks that really really sucks so i hope he uh i hope cooler heads prevail in this one and it's you know freedom of speech it's, it's important it's very important yeah yeah, oh, absolutely. And uh, this is something that I would love. I mean, if you go to the, the, the post on lastim.com, there's already, I mean, as we speak, there's many comments. And I mean, almost 2,000 people have shared the story um, as we mm. speak. So um, by all means, if you're on SoundCloud uh, and you want to make a comment, uh, we would love to hear from you. Or just email me, dylan at laughspin.com, D-Y-L-A-N at laughspin.com. I would uh, love to hear what you think about it and, uh, you know, perhaps read your comment on next week's show. Yeah, absolutely. And I also love the fact that he called it an art form because that's exactly what it is. I mean, and you have to treat it as such. And it's just, ah, God, it's so, ugh. Hey, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to. I don't want to get angry and just start yelling at you for no reason. <laughs> All right, I'm moving on. I'm going forward. Uh, Let's do it. <laughs> Maria Bamford's new album is out on July 16th. She's been getting a lot of press lately with her YouTube show, and now her yeah. new album comes out on July 16th. What's What's it all about? What do you got on it? Like you said, she's got a, a new web show called Ask My Mom, which is it's on um, my damn channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the people or the folks that produce it? Um, so yay for them for for picking her up. And she's also been on the the fourth season of Arrested Development. She's been busy with that, getting uh, press for that. So yeah, July sixteenth, brand new album. Ask me about my new god. You can pre-order it if you go to Amazon. I believe it's it's there. You can pre-order it, and uh, it's going to include a, a bonus DVD of Maria's two half-hour comedy specials. So. Huge fan of the, of the Bammer, um, <laughs> the definitely. Bammer. Probably by next week we'll have a, a track from that to to preview for you guys. All right, love it. Speaking of those little tracks to preview, here's one from Mr. Brian Posehn, whose new album called "The Fartest." <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's just like he just doesn't he, give a shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> I love him. Like he's like, and I actually listened to the whole album today in the car, and <laughs> yeah. it's just he just doesn't care. You're right. He's just like, this is who I am. I'm gonna tell many, many fart and dick jokes, <laughs> and you guys are gonna laugh because this is this is sincerely who I am. Because one word can make me laugh, <laughs> and that would right. and that would be fart. It's hilarious. <laughs> Here's a clip of the album, and it's called. <laughs> Don't punch my baby. Again, doesn't care. Here you go. <laughs> I used to do a joke even where I said, 
I fucking hate that shit so much. I hate it when guys would change when they'd have a baby. You know, they'd become totally pussified on stage. The next time you'd see them, they'd be like, I looked into my baby's eyes and I saw how precious life is and beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I hate that so much. So I used to say, if you ever see me do that, if you ever see me up here on stage talking about my kid, like, he fell from heaven and he's made of angel wings and muffins and beep, beep, beep. <laughs> You should say, if I do that, I want you to punch my baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I wrote that joke pre-baby. And now I have an actual living baby that I would like to remain unpunched for as long as possible. And here he is. <laughs> Brian Bosane. Love him. <laughs> Absolutely love them. Great. It's a re- and it's a really it's a really good album. Cool, man. Yeah, can't wait to can't wait to check that rest of that out. The Fartist out now. <laughs> and also, I, never... I love the fact that he's making fun of the artist, which I never yeah. which I never saw, it, but just was so fucking angry that that movie got so much attention. <laughs> That's funny. All right, Fox reveals Axe Cop cast. I wanted to watch it before. Now I really want to watch it. Yeah. Nick Offerman, Pat Oswalt, Ken Marino, and more coming to uh, the animation domination on Fox yeah. late July. What's the, what's the show about, man? This is it's it's hilarious. Axe Cop. I don't know how many of our listeners are big comic book people, but Axe Cop, the animated series that's going to be airing on uh, on Fox, is based on the comic book. And now this comic book was created by a five year old. So it's created by a five-year-old and his brother, who's an adult, was the guy who, you know, uh, illustrated everything. And, and I assume, you know, fleshed out some of the dialogue. But it's such an interesting idea because the characters, while they're all well-developed and they're seriously developed, it's all based on a five-year-old's mind. So... So check it out. So Nick Offerman plays the main character, Axe Cop. Yeah. Obvious, obviously, he's a cop that is never seen without an axe. <laughs> he only, he consumes only yeah. cake. Only eats cake. He only eats cake. And it, it specifically, he only eats birthday cake. <laughs> he eats nothing but cake. Uh, and he sleeps only two minutes every day. <laughs> so you can. I love you can, it. I love it because it sounds like it could have been either written by a five-year-old or a pothead. Like it's right. It's the That's same right. Premise. <laughs> so, so you could picture the five-year-old being dead fucking serious, right? Explaining this, like, you know, what does he eat? His name, his name is Malachi, I believe. The the, the kid who's who started it. Ugh. So, what does he eat, Malachi? Birthday cake. <laughs> He only eats birthday cake? Yeah, he eats birthday cake. <laughs> just birthday cake. Yeah, just birthday cake. Just birthday cake. <laughs> and like not trying to be funny. No, like, no. Because is, in it, his mind... This is what he does. In, the, in his mind, that a super, that's what a superhero would fucking do. Dude. That's what he a superhero... would eat birthday cake every day. I think you're right. I, you know what? There's a lot of logic in that. Yeah. Superman's not counting calories. Batman's not on Atkins. <laughs> He's fucking eating birthday cake every day. This is bullshit. Swedish fish and birthday cake. That's all they eat. <laughs> 
and to give you and to give you an idea of you know the other superheroes' uh, powers in this, Ken Marino plays uh, a character named Flute Cop. <laughs> You're killing me. This is awesome. Patton Oswalt uh, plays, he voices a character <laughs> named Sakarang. Sakarang? Sakarang. So I assume, and again, I, I mean, I, don't, I hope there's no like comic book people that are going to get mad at me. I honestly don't know anything about the comic book. But I assume that Patton Oswalt uses a sock as a boomerang. I assume that's what Sakarang is referring to. This is going to be the greatest show in the history of television. Yeah. Yeah, it really, it really is. Yes. Holy shit. I love it. Uh, Michael Madsen is in it. He plays a character what? named... Yes. Yes. Michael Madsen voices a character named Baby Man. <laughs> Dude, I love, I love that all we need to do is list the characters. And you're, he's fucking... You guys, you, I wish you could see this. He's fucking tearing up right now. Hold on. I'm, now Now that I know right. your reaction to these, I'm going to keep going. Okay, please. Uh, Jonathan Banks from Breaking Bad. Uh, which one's he? Is, is in this. He plays, he, plays, he plays a character named Book Cop. <laughs> Who only reads books or is like a head I don't, as a book? I don't know. His head is a book. I don't know. I, really I hope that he, he hits people with books. <laughs> Um, Giancarlo Esposito. Okay. Also also from Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. That's uh, um, fucking uh, Gus. Yeah. 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 He plays a character named Army Chihuahua. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be the greatest show in the history of television. I'm not even kidding. Um, Wait, hold on. Vincent Carthizer from Mad Men plays a character named Bat Warthog Man. <laughs> All right. He's literally, it, it is, it's, it's five-year-old pothead or Steve Carell's character from uh, Anchorman. <laughs> Those are three people that could have come up with this show. Oh, oh Christ, I forgot. I, I, then, and, then we'll, and then we'll move on, I promise. <laughs> Peter, uh, Sarah, how do you pronounce his last name? Sarah Finowitz? Uh, B- British actor. He's in like a million things. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, he voices a lot of characters, and one of oh. which is named Doctor Doodoo. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely the bad guy. <laughs> Doctor Doodoo is definitely the bad guy, Fucking but he Dr. definitely Doo-Doo. puts a psychological aspect on it because the kid probably wrote this when he was potty training. Yeah. So Doodoo becomes <laughs> the bad guy. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> So I am very, if you go to laughsman.com, you can see uh, a video preview uh, is there. It'll give you a good taste. But uh, Axe Cop is premiering July 27th at 11 p.m. Eastern on Fox. It's going to be part of, like you said, the animation domination high def programming block on Saturday. So it's going to air with other already established Fox uh, animated shows. I'm not even kidding you. You can see me doing it right now. I'm setting my TiVo. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, he is—he has I the TiVo remote in his hand. Setting my fucking TiVo right here, right now, because <laughs> this is fantastic. Hey, that's hilarious. This is going to be riveting radio, by the way. And a good and a good plug for TiVo, who come there it is. Uh, 
I, I don't know if, if, if we're, this is very meta. We're about, I'm about to plug the fact that we're going to be plugging TiVo in July. <laughs> that is very meta. I feel like so, I give you an inception horn sound effect. And Mike, and Mike actually is a huge fan of TiVo. Oh, and, huge. And, and I'm becoming a huge fan of TiVo. It's a great product. And pay attention in July because we'll be talking about TiVo a lot. There you go. It's set. <laughs> it is set. It is set. It is officially set. It is set. officially set, sir. Act cop right there. That's fucking gorgeous. So it shows up already, huh? Yeah, it does. All right, last story of the night. Comedy Central Green Lights, Jonah Ray and All right, I'm going to I'm going to try this one. Kumail Nanjiani. Kumail Nanjiani. Kumal. Very good. Very Kumal good. Kumail Nanjiani. Their series Meltdown, which is produced by Ben Stiller. Uh, that's going to be Green Light on Comedy Central. Tell us a little bit about this, sir. So Meltdown is a uh, is a is a recurring show that happens in LA. It's basically like where all the cool, hip alt-comics go and try out new material. Uh, but not just alt-comics. I mean, there's everybody has dropped by that show. Like, Louis C.K. has been there and Robin Williams and, you know, uh, Donald Glover. And, and, you know, but that's, that's where you go in L.A. when you want to see, like, a good, um, uh, a good set of, of alt-comics and, you know, famous people dropping by. So Comedy Central, uh, so they shot a pilot a few months ago. Comedy Central loved it. And it's uh, it's going to series. So it's, uh, you know, in, in addition to it just being a, a stand up showcase show, um, they're going to shoot it where the live shows actually happen, which is in the back of a comic book shop. Uh, so that should wow. be interesting. And then in, in addition to the stand up, we'll like see there'll be like some like backstage interactions and 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 all that good stuff. And uh, Ben Stiller has slapped his big, famous, rich name all over it. So that <laughs> that could that could only help them. Yeah, totally. That, that's great, man. That sounds like that. That sounds like a kind of like a like a show that shows the all encompassing um, world of, a, you know, a, a stand up comedy night somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, like kind of like I back in front stage. You know what I mean? I think it. You know, I, I think it's going to be cool because it's going to show a different side of stand-up. Something I assume. You know, if they do it right, it's not going to be. You know, it's not going to look super slick and polished. Yeah. Um. It, it's going to look a little bit grittier, and I think it's going to give you know, mainstream America, a kind of sense of what real stand-up culture is like. And not, it's not just, you know, the biggest comedians in these huge theaters on these huge stages, but that more times than not, it's a, an extremely intimate experience. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be a good thing. And I hope it, you know, encourages people who watch the show who might otherwise not go, you know, see, you know, a smaller comedy show to, to go and do that. Very, very cool. Very cool. So that uh, a couple, of, <laughs> a couple of great shows coming out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, uh, hey, it's, it's. I'm glad to. I'm glad to have you back, sir. Because yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm glad to be back. Because when you're back, man, you bring some of the heavy, the heavy hitters, the heavy shows, the heavy news sure. that we want to hear about here on the Last Minute Podcast. That's, that's all I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. I, I, great. All right, so let's get out, shall we? We want to get out of here, guys. Yeah, we can. We can definitely get Sweet. out. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, I'm not sure where you're listening to us, but just know that we are on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. We're on a site called TuneIn.com. If you're familiar with that, I wasn't until we became part of it. <laughs> uh, definitely do check us out at AllThingsComedy.com. If you want to email me, by all means, do so at Dylan at Laughspin.com. Follow us on Twitter at LaughSpinCom and on Tumblr and on Facebook. 
Uh, again, guys, we really appreciate you uh, tuning in. Yes, sir. And uh, you can also catch me on another podcast called Masters of None. Mastersofnone.com is the website. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next week right here on the Last Moon Podcast. See ya.